0: Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootballcbsi.com. Here we go! Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go! Now,
0: here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and you. Big, big waiver wire night. Huge waiver wire night. I have equal parts excited and kind of nervous, stressed out. I don't want to miss out on some of these players that are on waivers and obviously, you know, everybody's going to be in on them. So welcome to the show. It is the Tuesday edition of Fantasy Football Today. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. Guys, please don't trade me today. I don't want to get traded.
2: We wouldn't trade you at all. Oh. Nobody's buying you. We just we just cut you.
0: <laughs> you cut me. You could even get like I know, a six know. The Giants rounder. are
2: making some pretty weird trade. Maybe the Giants will give us some Future draft pick for you. We're going it for
1: it. Leonard Williams.
2: Why are they trading for Leonard Williams?
1: Because he's a young defensive lineman that still has plenty of upside.
2: Oh, you so you thought it, was, they a good, just you thought it was a good him trade? At, as a free agent after
1: the year, not giving up the draft pick. I mean, a conditional fifth. No, he's no, and a, a third, ther- third and a third, and, third and fifth. a fifth. Then that's going to become turn a, fourth. Into a fourth. Yeah. That's no. if they sign him.
2: Right. If they don't sign him, then they're just throwing away we were, <laughs> a third and a fifth on we, using Leonard we, Williams
1: for eight games. We were trying to figure out if it. If they franchise tag him, if that counts as the extension.
0: I don't know. Mm. good question. But it yeah. was uh it was interesting. Yeah, we'll see what goes down today. You can I wouldn't say expect, but don't be surprised if there's another episode dropping later today, uh, before you know, before you get your waiver claims, the, uh, in, we'll react to the trade deadline. With,
1: with with Chris Harris, Janoris Jenkins and some of the other defensive guys that'll be traded. We're gonna try to Trent Williams.
0: Not for defensive players, no, but for uh, for offensive players, sure. All right, so on by this week, we have the Saints, the Bengals, the Rams, and the Falcons. And with the injury last night to James Conner, the shoulder injury at the very end of the game against the Dolphins. Dolphins, by the way, thank you. You put a little scare in your fan base last night, but you came through and you lost like you were supposed to. Good job. Uh, well, that, that really changes things because that brings those backup Steelers running backs who are also hurt. To the forefront of the waiver wire, but who are the top two or three priorities on waivers this week?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, it's Jalen Samuels is number one by far um, because it sounds like he's going to be healthy for Week Nine, and Benny Snell and James Conner probably are not. So that's something you got to keep an eye on right now. And he's going to be the most added player, would be my guess. Um, or uh, it's hard to say because where his ownership percentage. He's at thirty four percent ownership right now, so maybe he doesn't become the most added. But you have You know, now the starting running back in Miami is available. Uh, Whether he's good or not, that's up to you to decide. But, you know, you should still invest in Mark Walton. You have a scenario of Matt Breida being banged up. And, you know, Raheem Mostert could be the second guy in one of the best running offenses that we have in the NFL as the complement to Tevin Coleman. And then there's going to be a lot of good streaming options at uh, both receiver, tight end, and, and quarterback. But I think those three running backs are the ones you want to look at.
0: Okay. Samuels, Walton, and Mostert, that was the third one you mm-hmm. said, right? Yeah. And yep. how much fab are we talking for these guys? Uh, what do you think?
1: The problem with Samuels is if you go heavy on him, there's the scenario of James Conner being fine. You know, So the way that I, I put it in the column is at least 15% because I don't think we're going to get an answer on Tuesday unless he's out for the season. Um, the, the scary part is, is that when the trainer was looking at him at the end of the game... He mouthed the word clavicle. It was very clear to see if you're watching the game. It did not necessarily mean that it is a broken clavicle. He could have been saying the clavicle is fine. Um, after the game, Mike Tomlin said it's a, a AC sprain. Um, so that's not horrible. Uh, Dr. David Chow, our buddy, you know, said that that's a good sign that he's, uh, you know, that that's what it is if that's the case uh, based on what he saw. So, um, you know, it's just it's it, this is the the tricky game you play with waivers on Tuesdays. I almost you know think that the industry should maybe push waivers back to Wednesday. Like there, there, I, I probably am probably like four or five leagues where we do waivers on Wednesday, and almost feels like it's a safer gamble. Oh yeah, oh yeah, in that regard. And so I, I almost wonder if that's like the way that we should start to do like our leagues, and maybe push for that.
0: I don't mind having a few like that, certainly, because it's kind of takes away a bit of the workload on Tuesday night if you're in a bunch of leagues. But also, if you do that, then you have to make sure that players who are playing on Thursday who are dropped on Wednesday can be picked up, which isn't always the case. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's tough. And you know what? Look, it's, it's uh, 8.40, 8.50 in the morning Eastern right now, so we don't know much. There's a chance we'll know more later in the day, and you'll have to adjust accordingly if James Conner's out for several weeks. Let's just give that scenario. And they've got Coming up, they have uh, the Colts this week who've been better against the run since their bye and since getting Darius Leonard back. The Rams at the Browns, at the Bengals, then the Browns again. It's Let's just say it's an okay schedule. Uh, okay, let's say he's out multiple weeks. How much fab on Jalen Samuels?
1: 30%.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably... If, if you've been an aggressive fab bidder, You don't have a whole lot left. It's time to go all in on Jalen Samuels.
0: Could he have a Latavius Murray type impact? And how does Benny Snell factor in? I mean, let's say Snell gets We don't know how healthy he is. He's got the knee injury too. So
2: This could be Jalen Samuels backed up by Trey Edmonds. Samuels had three games
0: games without James Conner last year, and he was just terrific in PPR. He had 11 carries for 28 yards and seven catches for 64 yards at Oakland. Then he had a game with 172 total yards on 21 touches against New England, and then he had a game with 12 carries for 53 yards and three carries, three catches for 11 yards at New Orleans. So I guess he was he was terrific in PPR in two of the three games, but uh, only one game where he actually had a lot of catches. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess you, you factor in a few things. One, they James Conner was averaging 3.2 yards per carry before uh, before the Dolphins game. Dolphins make everyone look better. Uh, the, they lost Ramon Foster last night to a concussion, one of their linemen. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of work and it's a big opportunity. So, all right. Uh, more on Samuels and the other running backs and everybody else to get on your waiver wire. Check in on Justin Tucker. He is now 91% owned. He was dropped in 9% of CBS Sports Leagues. He is the number one kicker per game, tied with Matt Prater. Depends on your scoring, but don't forget to look at kickers this week because Justin Tucker might be available. And Brett Myers not bad either, by the way.
2: I, I, I can do you one better on that one, Adam. Week 9 is the beginning of a three-week stretch of a lot of teams on bye, including a Week 10 by NATO where six teams are on bye. And so if your kicker isn't an amazing kicker and he's got a bye coming up in the next three weeks, move him out now, replace him with a kicker who's going to play the next three weeks, and you don't have to worry about making replacements there later. You just take care of it now.
0: And I did not drop Justin Tucker in the one league I owned him in, and that's how I will approach it with Greg Zerline. I will do my best not to drop him. In fact, if you are going to drop your kicker, don't do it tonight. Do it on Sunday morning or Saturday night so nobody can get him and you have a chance at least to get him back if you want him because uh, Zerline's on a bye this week. Don't don't make that kicker claim tonight. If you get see Justin Tucker, though, you can. Uh, there are some matchups that you might absolutely love this week. Gardner Minshew gets Houston they allow the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks four straight QBs have thrown three or more touchdown passes against the Texans including Preset and Carr same game Chris Conley is 3% owned DD Westbrook reaggravated an injury so I'm no doctor Chow but I feel like that gives him a you know a solid chance to miss this week's game against Houston and they allow the four the most fantasy points to wide receivers Conley's 3% owned uh, Mark Walton against the Jets who have given up a ton of a ton, who just lost Leonard Williams by the way and give up a ton of fantasy points to uh, yeah. running backs.
2: It's a good opportunity for Walton. It's just And he had a ton of playing time on Monday. So yeah. we'll just have to wait and see if he, he can turn this huge amount of playing time into stats because he wasn't able to do it against Steelers, but it's the Steelers.
1: And if they bring somebody else in.
2: Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess it's possible. The Jets, by the way, allow three point three yards per carry to running backs, so they don't have a bad run defense. But just lost Leonard Williams, like I said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jamison Crowder could be a priority. The matchups start right now at Miami, Uh, the Giants, the Redskins, etc. And you also have the, the
1: well, you also have the scenario of Robbie Anderson being traded.
0: Yeah. So, and like I said on Sunday night, I think Demarius Thomas may be in a deeper league. Uh, mm-hmm. and Darren Fells at Jacksonville this week. They've allowed four touchdown catches to tight ends in their last four games, including two to Ryan Griffin. They've been struggling against tight ends. There are more. This is actually a week where we have a lot of good matchups, and we have a lot of exciting players filling in for injured running backs and traded running backs, and Kenyon Drake might be available, and guess what? The uh, the 49ers' run defense, if you look at it, I don't think it, it's on paper. Not like an amazing run defense. Uh could talk about a little, it might not even be a good run defense. Talk about that. Some of the numbers on that in a little bit. All right. So Apple podcast mailbag tomorrow, sending your questions also on Saturday on Apple podcast. Give us the review and leave us your questions. We have other podcasts you should be listening to, including the new David Sampson podcast, um, the pick six podcast, which is awesome with Will Brinson golf, college basketball, uh, fantasy baseball, just, so much stuff, cbsports.com slash podcasts. And our Facebook giveaway, I will have you guys answer, actually. Our Facebook giveaway, if you want a t-shirt on the Fantasy Football Today Facebook group, the draft pick you regret the most from this year. The draft pick you regret the most, I would say for me, it's probably Josh Gordon. I have way too much Josh Gordon. Total bust. What about you guys? Which pick do you regret? I
2: took Odell Beckham with a late first-round pick in a bunch of leagues.
1: Zach Gertz.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah, those are good ones. We'll see who wins the T-shirt this week. The big news, the Cardinals acquired Kenyon Drake. Did talk about this on yesterday's show, but what's your reaction to the Cardinals running back situation now?
1: It's a mess. We it's spent a lot scary. of time on on, on uh, the HQ show talking about this as well. Um, I, I think it's still David Johnson's job when he comes back. When that happens, that's the big question right now. Uh, But how many touches is he going to get on a week-to-week basis? You know, Heath said 15 is kind of the number you want to look at. And then, you know, figure the other seven-day touches that they may give to their backs go to Drake for now, and then maybe Drake and Edmonds when everybody's healthy. I think the thing is, is how long is Edmonds out? You know, because if it's Edmonds out for several weeks, as the NFL Network reported, then it's, you know, Drake kind of sliding into that role of, you know, the second guy and, and kind of being, I think, good in a pass catching role, but not necessarily changing his fantasy value whatsoever. Um, and it's a it's a downgrade to David Johnson, you know, so if, if you're still inclined to buy low on him, which I would recommend just buy even lower.
0: Uh, well, how much of a downgrade to David Johnson? I mean, he was obviously when we did the midseason draft, I'm pretty sure it was a first round pick, I think late first round. That was a week ago we did this draft. Do you still think he's a top twelve overall player going forward, David Johnson? I
2: don't have him as top twelve in the trade chart. Where do you have him? I've got David Johnson at fifteen.
0: Okay. So would you rather have Cooper Cup or David Johnson? Cup. Okay. And the injury's got to be a part of this. I mean, we just don't know when he's. It's a back. huge part because okay.
2: we. It's a. It's a wild card
1: well you already have him expected to be out for week 9 and they have their bye in week 12 and in between that they play San Francisco again so it's you know tough matchup out and out you know so could he be great against Tampa Bay uh maybe their run defense has been very good as well you mm-hmm. know and so what role does Kenyon Drake play in tandem with David Johnson my guess would be as a pass catcher in in some capacity and so as we saw before David Johnson you know, started to suffer the injuries, they were starting to increase Chase Edmonds' workload. And so I think that's kind of where Drake slides in, just how quickly Drake will pick up the playbook and, you know, do things, uh, uh, drink Adam. him. But Pete Prisco, you know, he reached out to the, the people he knows in Arizona, and, and they told him that they want to kind of do with their running backs what they do with their receivers, which is cycle guys through. Um, So, again, Johnson still being the quote-unquote starter, but – you know what that means in regard to how much work we'll get. I think you know Heath said it best. Fifteen touches is probably what the number you should look at.
0: Okay. Would you trade right now, David Johnson, injury uncertainty, crowded backfield for Le'Veon Bell?
1: hundred percent. I'd rather have Bell. Wow. Leaps and bounds.
0: All right, I mean, you are talking about but, the second worst offense in football for Le'Veon. Yeah, Bell. but
1: that, again, you're banking on workload and schedule for him coming up. I, I think those are two things you buy into. And he's, okay like he's going to play.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like we don't know it. with David Johnson. But he's, but he's been a huge bust. I mean, let's let's be let's be real here. Um sure. okay. But uh,
1: healthy bust versus injured bust yeah. and healthy touches versus, you know, crowded touches.
0: Okay, so uh just want to say this about the the 49ers run defense. Just you look at them game by game and they did a great job against Joe Mixon and James Conner. Those two guys, Connor, going into last night's game against the, you know, the awful Dolphins, those two guys are averaging 3.2 and 3.3 yards per carry this season. You look at three games, double digit carries for Ronald Jones, Nick Chubb, and Christian McCaffrey. All of them average 5.4 yards per carry or better against the 49ers. Plus, Adrian Peterson had 20 carries for 81 yards. That's right about four yards per carry. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see uh, what happens. Uh, you know, it, Maybe they're not like this amazing run defense. What they are great at, though, is as I mentioned yesterday, they allow the second fewest receiving yards to running backs. No running backs had even 40 receiving yards. Christian McCaffrey just had four catches for 38 yards against the Niners. So I, my long-winded way of asking, Kenyon Drake this week, uh, if he's available, he's 79% owned. You see Kenyon Drake, you see Jalen Samuels on your waiver wire. What do you do?
1: I pick up Samuels.
2: Mm, unless we hear something that sounds like Connor's not going to miss any time, in which case you go right to Drake. So hopefully by Tuesday night, we'll have a little bit of a better idea of James Connor
1: and we'll know which guy to go after. Yeah, I'd still but go after Samuels. If James Connor plays, you'd still go after Samuels? Yeah, over I'd rather have the backup in Pittsburgh than the backup in Arizona, especially you know not knowing if David Johnson's... According to Cliff Kingsbury, he's day-to-day. So if he's back next week, you know, you're still looking at a scenario of, I don't want to play Drake against the 49ers anyway. I'd rather take the chance on James Conner, who's already been banged up. What Now this is four times this season that he's had an injury.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's well, the thing. you said. I don't, I don't want not to play Drake, play Drake, period.
1: Like Right, like
2: the whole point of getting Kenyon Drake is, here's a running back who should play a lot on Thursday and probably has a semblance of fresh legs because he didn't play on Monday.
1: Yeah, well... The other guy also has fresh legs because he's going to play in a month. He's yeah. also coming off of arthroscopic knee surgery. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the lottery ticket more so than the guy who's just going to be cut in in a week when David Johnson.
2: I, I, for at, in this moment right now, I agree because we just don't know about James Conner,
1: and I do not see a like very I said, high ceiling. If is if Conner's back, I still rather have the chance of what Jalen Samuels could become as opposed to knowing what Kenyon Drake is.
0: I that's kind of interesting if you, but if you need someone this week, I mean, Kenyon Drake could get 15 oh, touches. Sure. I, if you I mean, need somebody
1: this week, it's a different conversation. But you, you know, might get your nine PPR points if if you don't need
0: either one. I don't one, know about that. You, he might get more than that. So I, I don't want to sell might. him short because like because he's a pretty good running back. I think it just whenever he's had the opportunity, Kenyon Drake has done well, and they throw the ball to their running backs a lot. So uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm fairly interested in him if I need it. If you need somebody for one week and you got a starting running back with pretty much with very little competition, oh, it it's, it's a
1: di- different different conversation. If you need somebody for one week, absolutely you're taking Kenyon Drake.
0: Well, I thought you just said that you would take Connor. You no, thought no, you no. would take Samuels even. Like, you're going to rank Drake ahead of Samuels if Connor's
1: back. 100%. I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear you say if you need somebody for this week. If you need somebody for this week, it's 100%. Kenny Drake, without doubt. If you just need to pick up someone without having to play either one, I'm taking Jalen Samuels.
0: All right. All right. There we go. That makes sense. And, and I guess,
1: whether, whether, whether Connor is healthy or not.
0: I guess we shouldn't completely. Should we or should we not discount like Zach Zenner or Alfred Morris, who's still on the team, but is there a chance that they no? it's, an it, it's a short role. week
1: and it's a short week and you're bringing Kenyon Drake in, you know, he probably didn't get there to either late Monday night or, or maybe even Tuesday, you know, the fact that he got traded on Monday. So he's got to learn the playbook in a short amount of time. And it's, it's by all accounts, a complex playbook, you know, so will he understand everything right away? Probably not. So I think this is a move to, you know, put him in to, help out the scenario this week if both running backs are out as expected with Johnson and Edmonds, but it wouldn't be a shock if Zach Zenner gets more touches than him.
0: Yeah, it could Not be like Trey Carson. For, for the short week, yeah. Yeah, like what we saw with the Lions. I know that Trey Carson didn't get more touches, but he got too many. Okay, all right, let's move on guys. The Chargers fired Ken Wisenhunt. Your reaction?
2: It, they fired him because the offensive line was so beat up. They fired him because he insisted on running Melvin Gordon between the tackles. I'm I, I guess I'm a little confused why they fired him, um, particularly after a win. I know they didn't necessarily deserve to win; they got a little lucky. But I, I think the timing seems a little weird.
1: It's usually you see you see moves like this when a when a coach is on a hot seat, you know, which would be a surprise given that Anthony Lynn, like Dave said, you know, it's it's not just the offensive line's hurt; it's everybody's hurt, you know. So, um, and given the year that he had last year, i I'd, I'd be shocked that they fired Anthony Lynn. But um, there could just be a difference of opinion between you know, coach and coordinator and how they want to operate things. But I don't think Wizenhunt is the one running Melvin Gordon between the tackles when the former when the head coach is a former running backs coach. Mm -hmm. So it could be they want more of Melvin Gordon running between the tackles. Who knows? Uh,
0: Yeah. Does it does it help or hurt anyone in your mind? No. Okay. We'll see what happens. They are what they are. Miles Sanders won't miss time with a shoulder injury, according to the athletic Uh, Deshaun Jackson's going to practice this week. He's 70% owned. Your interest level in Deshaun Jackson, whose next three weeks are the Bears, a bye, and the Patriots.
2: Minimal. It's unfortunate that he's coming back now because the schedule just gets tough. He's got Seattle after that, but then it gets better. So if you want to keep hanging on to him and use him down the stretch, maybe he helps you get into the playoffs. But next couple of weeks, he's not going to be very good.
0: How about Darius Geis? He's on track to play in week eleven. How about Darius? Yeah, Geis? he's thirty-three percent owned. Darius Geis, want to add him? Not a bad
2: bench stash, I guess. Okay. I mean, it's still a it's still a crummy situation in Washington, but he he's he would be better than Kenyon Drake as far as here's a warm body with fresh legs getting a chance to get a lot of work. I'd rather have Geis than Drake in that
1: regard, long term.
0: Okay. You think Patrick Mahomes plays this week?
1: No. Um. Wouldn't surprise me if he does.
0: Matt the fact Ryan that he was saying
1: that if it was a playoff game, he would go.
0: Is uh, by the way, jeez, NBC, like enough with showing Mahomes on the sideline was so annoying. Come on, uh, Matt Ryan expected to play in week ten. What would 10. you do
1: as the as the producer of the show? I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't show him. He, I was going to count how many times they showed him, but I lost interest. It was, just like, too much. I just don't, like, stop. I don't care. He wasn't even doing anything. He was just looking. He was, like, staring off at the, at the game. It was just so boring. It was just, Oh, so annoying. Um, like, don't make the game about him. It's not about him. It's about the guys in the field. Yeah, Matt those Ryan, cutaway shots, what a waste. They are a waste. That Ryan expected to play at week 10 after the bye. Joe Flacco out with a neck injury. Could be out for the season. Brandon mm-hmm. Allen is going to start for Denver. Talked about this yesterday, but it was, like, fresh breaking <laughs> news. And, um... How do you feel about Cortland Sutton moving forward, guys?
1: Not Jakey. great. Yeah,
0: yeah, not
1: great at all. Sucks. We had uh, <laughs> we had Evan Washburn on on the show yesterday, and uh, he was at the game for the Broncos and the Colts. And you know, I asked him if he took anything away from meeting with the coaches the night before or from watching the game, you know, uh, on the sideline in terms of who could be the the second piece to step up and. He said it was really just for for the broncos about featuring Cortland sutton even more you know not that they don't want to see somebody else develop you know clearly it was a a nice spike in targets for noah Fant, and i think he has a chance if in fact their quarterback situation gets settled you know hopefully it's drew lock and he, he shows some things but um you know this was really for for what the move about emmanuel sanders at least again the conversations he had with the broncos coaches was to have sutton do some more things you know not just uh, line up on the outside, move him around the formation a little bit. You know, he, Evan mentioned you know getting him a little bit more um, opportunities in the middle of the field. So you know, we'll see if uh, even with the quarterback change, if, if Sutton is still able to produce. But you know, clearly it's a downgrade. You know, I, I don't think I've ever thought a scenario of losing Joe Flacco would be bad for somebody, but yeah. it, it's, hey. it's it's probably the case. Here it is. It, it could be similar to what we saw last year with John Brown. You know, where uh, Flacco was benched for Lamar Jackson, who at the time you know uh, still a young developing quarterback and John Brown's numbers just absolutely went the tank.
0: Yeah, or like Odell Beckham downgrading from Eli Manning to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> just like, True. You just Very never tough. know. Uh, Matt Breida did leave with the ankle injury, but he says he's fine. He thinks he'll play. The reports have been positive. Dr. David Chow said that Matt Breida, I think he called him a cyborg. He always beats estimated timetables, so he yeah, might actually play. Yeah, he's uh, and he's <laughs> at Arizona on Thursday. And do Well, you that would hurt
2: the Raheem Mostert it? waiver absolutely. claim. Yep. Uh,
0: do you expect Adam Thielen at Kansas City? Yes. Mm-hmm. Will Fuller at Jacksonville? No. No. Sterling Shepard Monday against Dallas? No. All no. right, uh, he said last week that he would be back uh either week 8 or 9. He already missed week 8, but we'll see, you know, it's two concussions this year. DeVonte Adams, what do you think this week?
1: Be nice. You know, it's, it's, I think he's he's a byproduct of every game they win. They just buy another week with him of not having to rush him back. And so until he's 100%, I don't think you'll see him out there. But the fact that he was doing something in practice last week is encouraging. So hopefully this is the week he gets back on the field. Because, man, it'd be nice to see what this Packers offense look is 100%. Because they've mm-hmm. just been awesome without him.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Marquise I mean, Rodgers
1: ro- ro- might be running away with the MVP at this point.
0: Uh, what? Maybe. Russell Wilson still there. Marquise Brown, uh, he is expected to play this week against the Patriots. And he's only like 75% owned. I don't know if you want him this week, but rest of the season, it could help you. And D.D. Mm-hmm. Westbrook against Houston. I don't, I think probably going to – I'm going to think D.D. Westbrook is not going to play as of right now. No, probably
1: not. They're buy it next week.
0: Okay. So it's game time. It's Tully time. The top additions presented by Telemordo. Players you should pick up off the waiver wire to help make your game time better. Let's uh, get three at each position. Dave, give me the quarterbacks to look at on waivers this week.
2: It starts with Gardner Minshew. I think that he's got a very good matchup. He played well last week, and just he should be able to continue to throw the ball, losing D.D. Westbrook. I don't think is going to hurt him that much. Uh, The Texans' pass rush took a hit with losing J.J. Watt. Their run defense did, too. Not that that matters too much for Minshew, although he will run a little bit. I'll take Derek Carr second among quarterbacks. He's got the juicy matchup against the Lions. Not expecting Darius Slay to play. The pass rush is still not good for for Detroit. And Derek Carr has been playing moderately well the last couple of weeks. And now we know he's got Tyrell Williams back. And that will help him put up some numbers. And then behind him, Sam Darnold, Mason Rudolph, Matt Moore. And if you're stashing, Cam Newton.
0: Yeah, Cam Newton not going to play this week. Kyle Allen's going to start. But Cam Newton could come back um, hopefully week 10. His schedule gets pretty good starting week 11. Darnold's got Miami, and no quarterback has scored fewer than 19 fantasy points against Miami. Uh, now teams don't throw a lot of Miami, and it's usually in the 19 to 25 point range. But you'll take that from a from a streamer. Uh, so it's Minshew, Carr, and Darnold. That's the order for Dave. That's the order for Jamie as well. And you said you had Mason Rudolph in there. Jamie doesn't have. I can see Rudolph on his waiver wire. Rudolph's
1: almost at 70% owned. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I I, don't think he's going to play very well against the Colts. I wasn't impressed with him at all last night. You weren't? I thought
2: once he got
1: going in the second quarter, he turned No, out. he got the benefit of uh, a throw that any of us could have made against that blitz. And then Juju Smith-Schuster bailed him out on the second touchdown.
0: And not only that, I think the game really changed when Xavier Howard went out. Uh, and by the way, I don't know if you guys, did you see the, the overhead look of the of the play at the end of the first half with the blitz, David so Howard was just—it really looked like he was dogging it on that play. I don't know if anybody else noticed that.
1: Um, I, 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 I can see what you're saying because you know the replay showed him, and, and it looked like maybe he gave up trying to chase him across the field. But that's a tough play to, yeah, you know, for for a guy Come to make. Come on, you know, run! Tracking him down. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it was a ridiculous play call to begin with.
0: Yeah, it was. Why are you blitzing
1: silly. eight on
2: third and twenty?
0: All right, what's our running back priority? We got Jalen Samuels. We got Mark Walton. Maybe Raheem Mostert. Who else should we be looking at on waivers?
1: Uh, Geis would be next for me, you know, just with the thought of stashing him because, as we've seen from Washington, they're very run heavy, and who knows how long Adrian Peterson will hold up in that role. I would imagine at some point they have to make a decision on trying to feature Darius Geis a little bit if he's healthy. Um, Alexander Madison, you know, with what he's shown you, it's an injury to Dalvin Cook away from being an absolute star. And then just based on the workload, Trey Carson, you know, if he's going to be the guy in Detroit. He's not somebody that you'd want to start by any stretch, but you know, it's, it's still going to be a committee with Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick, and Paul Perkins all apparently getting touches. Uh, but if he's the leader of that group, he could be a flex option for you this week against the Raiders.
0: We really have a lot of names to talk about today, so please stay tuned for the entire show if you can. Tariq Cohen might be available. He's 75% owned. Kenyon Drake is 79% owned. Kareem Hunt is 75% owned. Take a look at him. Um, we could talk about Adrian Peterson. Maybe there's some interest there because he's, you know, he's just getting a ton of work, and he's at Buffalo. Uh, and then there's one guy that actually I, I want to bring up now I, because Jamie, you had him on the drop list, and he's Damian Williams. And did Lashawn McCoy fumble away his starting job to Damian Williams? Because, because Damian Tom McCoy completely dominated carries before his fumble would you still drop Damian Williams or do you want to see what happens there?
1: No, I'd still drop him. I, I don't have much interest in, you know, he's playing 42% of the snaps, uh, right around 40% of the snaps. He's not working in the passing game, which is what we kind of hope for from him. And I don't think McCoy's not touching the field. He may not be the starter. But at this point, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in Damian Williams.
2: I mean, how comfortable can you be with any Chiefs running back right now? Because they're all mixing and matching. I don't think the Chiefs have a set plan on who they're going with from well,
0: I game think, to game. I and think it was trending I, that way. I, I think that they actually had s- decided on the Shaw McCoy. Damian Williams had seven I carries. I so, too. He had seven carries in the game. All of them were after the McCoy fumble. But you know what? Coaches sometimes look what happened with Aaron Jones when he had those two fumbles. Right? He came out. Jamal Williams had the big game, and since then it's basically been the Aaron Jones show. So well,
1: I mean, that was Jamal Williams. Also, was that you talking about the game where he came back after the injury?
0: No, I'm talking about the first time. It was the Sunday night. It was the Monday night game against Detroit. Aaron Jones fumbled twice. Yeah, so you're talking
1: about the game where so, so the recent stretch. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. right.
0: But he didn't lose his job, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Okay, wide receiver priorities, uh, Dave. Wide
2: receiver, I think if you can still find them, DK Metcalf and Robbie Anderson are interesting to just put on the bench, but they're owned in high percentage of leagues. I've got Devontae Parker at the top of my list against the Jets. I think that he would be the top guy to go after. Not expecting big numbers from him, but I think he'd be someone who could help you out. Danny Amendola in a PPR, I like the role that he could have kind of the old golden Tate roll because the run game in Detroit just isn't very good. Chris Conley makes sense as a one-week fix. In fact, I would probably put Conley at the top of this list if you just needed a guy for week number nine. He's got to buy in week 10. D.D. Westbrook could be back by then. And then other names I have, and then these are more for PPR formats, Jamison Crowder, Cole Beasley, Demaryius Thomas. That would pretty much be
0: it. All right. We had a lot of names there. So so uh, Devontae Parker won for you. That's Jamie's got Parker like 7th or 8th on the list. He has Jamison Crowder number Uh, 1. Yeah, Crowder's
1: easy for me. I mean, for two reasons. One, the Dolphins, Howard left the game last night against the Steelers, and they can't cover anybody to begin with. And now you're talking about two scenarios. One, if there's no Robbie Anderson, because that's the assumption right now that they're probably going to move him. So, I mean, I'm going based on what the rumors could be, which is why I'm leading with him. Two, this is what we've been waiting for, you know, for the schedule to lighten up and for the matchups to be dramatically easier for them. And so Crowder uh, and Adam Gase going back to face his former team, he's number one and and is a borderline must-start play this week, especially if Robbie Anderson is out. I'm not going to bail on Philip Dorset after, you know, they played in a monsoon last week, and so I think he'll bounce back. It may not be the easiest matchup this week, but this is also a long-term look, you know, as we've seen from him, as the targets have been right around five or six, He's been productive. Deontay Johnson has scored now in the last three healthy games that Mason Rudolph has played. And so just the connection that those two guys have, I think that's legit. Uh, Conley, like we talked about, I almost feel like I have Danny Amendola too low. You know, if you look what he's done the last two weeks, um, he's been a target hog. They can't run the ball. You know, it's uh, it's just an easy scenario for them to play pitch and catch in terms of Stafford to Amendola. And the numbers have been pretty consistent in the two games with Kerryon Johnson getting hurt and the game without Johnson. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like he's almost a borderline must start in PPR as well. I could see Parker playing very well against the Jets, but it's the same thing with Preston Williams. Last night it was a Preston Williams game more so than it was a Parker game, and they were going to Preston Williams on Joe Hayden. You know, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick's not afraid to challenge whatever you think the opposing, cornerback, opposing top cornerback may be. So, I, you know, it, it's hard to say which is going to be the better of the two Dolphins guys. Parker's been more consistent, but I, I think it's, you know, hard to judge. And now that you have Albert Wilson back, as we saw, he scored a touchdown last night. Uh, Alan Hearn scored a touchdown. I just don't think there's one go-to guy in this Dolphins offense, which makes it hard to say, must-add. Could he be a flyer? Sure. Could he be somebody using DFS? Yes. But long-term, short-term, I'll take Jameson Crowder first, and it's not close.
0: Yeah, but uh, not to be like a, well, actually, but just to on the Dolphins— Parker had one more target, two more catches, 17 more yards than Preston Williams. He oh, actually, he played very and well. He, he scored sn- in
2: three straight games coming into yeah, no, he's, this week. He's been the better, better I, he's the better of the two. I'm not disagree with that.
1: Bench, but he's a good
0: bench slash bi-week replacement Oh, yeah, guy. He's, yeah. He's,
1: he's he's very good. I just don't think he's better than the other six guys I have ahead of yeah, him. Yeah, all right. That's so, yeah, and Deontay Johnson, Deontay
2: Johnson should be ahead of him. I have a tough time with Crowder because the last couple of weeks, we thought that he'd get a lot of action in this offense. And he thought, uh,
1: you thought he would. I didn't think he would. No. I mean, the, the Patriots game was brutal. The Jaguars game was Sam Darnold coming off seeing ghosts, and they're playing the Ghostbusters theme song in the stadium, which was awesome. Uh, he's been a disaster. The, what you're banking on is that this is the taking-off point for any Jets players, just because the schedule and what it looks like.
0: All right, if you want to, the, the, the receivers that have had success against the Dolphins are Marquise Brown, Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, John Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Deontay Johnson. Oh, my goodness. You know, I don't know if that means— okay. Yeah, downfield threat. Oh, Robbie Anderson Anderson Anderson
1: would be the the better of the two. But he's owned in too many leagues. But it's also—is he on the team?
0: Yes, exactly. And so it it
2: brings an interesting point, because they've been using Demarius as an outside receiver.
0: Right, it was going to bring up. And against the
2: Patriots, he got a lot of looks, and he's not fast. That's the problem. But if he's in that outside receiver role, could he be the guy? He could that be. ends up being okay could against be. Miami.
1: At the same he's time Usually what I do with with, with with guys like this, like I put Preston Williams in the Parker right up, I put um Demarius in the in the crowder right up, you know, mm-hmm. Trey Edmonds is in the Connery right up. You know, it's just I don't think it's worth your time to go get those guys unless we find out again Robbie Anderson maybe traded.
0: I I just at the same time, it, yeah, look, those guys might be speedy outside guys. They're also the best wide receivers on the team. If Crowder is the best wide receiver on the team, he should be the guy who succeeds. It's not like, I don't think the Dolphins are so good against the slot. It's like at one point, it looked like the Cardinals weren't so bad against wide receivers. They just were bad against tight ends. Then lo and behold, they face a team that doesn't have a good tight end in the Bengals. And the wide receivers go nuts because they just can't cover anyone. And that's probably what it is. For the Dolphins. All right, tight end. The
1: only other thing to take into account with Crowder and potentially Demaryius Thomas is you got now Sam Darnold dealing with a thumb injury. And yeah. there's more to it than that. We'll get to that in a second.
0: Yeah, what he's got a, going a sprained on left thumb. Okay, so right. a tight end. Tight end. Uh, I don't know who's up. Jamie, who are the priorities? Uh,
1: You know, it's similar to some of the guys we talked about last week. Um, I think Darren Fells should be the top guy. You know, we saw one game without Will Fuller, and you saw the targets back up for him. Now, I will say this. If you need one guy for this week, I would take Jason Witten over Darren Fells because, as we know, he owns the Giants. So, you know, if you just need a starter, I have Witten ranked ahead of Fells. but I think Fells long-term could be good as we, you know, again, have just started to see his role expand in the offense. Um, but I, I would mix and match all three of the, the top guys between Fells, Jason Witten, and Chris Herndon. Once Herndon gets back, I think there's going to be a nice taking-off point for him, especially if they do move on from Robbie Anderson, but it's just such a wild card because we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for him to come back. But, you know, one-week scenario, give me Jason Witten. Long-term, I'll take Fels and Herndon over Witten.
2: I'm surprised you don't have Jonu
0: Smith at the top of your Well,
1: list. there's two things. One, we don't know if Dillian Walker's going to come back. And two, it's a little bit tougher matchup this week than he had last week.
0: Yeah, is he's Carolina's trending in the wrong direction against tight ends. That's John Jonu Smith's matchup. You do yep. have to worry about Walker. But the last three weeks, O'Shaughnessy had 57 yards. Braid had two for 47 and a touchdown. Kittle had six for 86. Uh, and a touchdown called back. And a touchdown called back. That's right. Um, all right. There are others. There's Dallas Goddard. There's... Yeah, I, I, I like Bray. Smith as a starter this week. You
1: know, he's almost in the same conversation as as Witten. But again, you know, long-term, give me Fells and Herndon over those other guys.
0: Witten, by the way, and leads I, the team in green zone targets. So that's cool. That? That's inside the 10. I'm willing to compromise <laughs> on Magenta, but green zone, I think, is an actual thing. I'm not just trying to be funny. Like, that's that's legit. Um, I
2: was thinking when when a team has the ball inside their own ten yard line, that's the Azer zone. <laughs> like they've got ninety yards to go downfield on their drive. We have to find those, out where the friends. Zone. Where's
0: the friend zone? We have to find. We have to establish. It's where you are, zone. buddy. Oh, well, I was. Yeah. The the, my whole life I've been the king of the friend zone until I get married, uh-huh. anyway. Um. All right. So anyway, uh, DSTs. We got the Cowboys against the Giants at the Giants. The Eagles against the Bears. The Browns at Denver. Uh, Cowboys, are they the runaway leader of this group?
1: Uh, for me, yeah. Yeah,
0: for me
2: too. Uh, the Jets would be up there as well. I know their defense stinks, but the Dolphins offense is pretty bad too. There should be some turnovers there for the taking, but I I think the Cowboys would be number one. They were, they were not popular for a while and now they should be again.
0: Now, Tennessee, they are number eight in points per game in our CBS standard scoring. Uh, Carolina wasn't really a great matchup before Week Eight, and then San Francisco had a big game. But Tennessee is always just like a solid, steady defense. They're sixty-five percent owned. Seattle against Tampa Bay. I don't know how you feel about them. Seattle has three sacks like in their last four games. They're sixty-two percent owned.
2: Uh, I think they can get some turnovers from Winston, and uh, hopefully they can sack him a
1: couple of times as well. So that's what, I like the Cowboys way better. But yeah, I have I, I I you know I. Could have probably gone six deep with uh with the defenses this week.
0: Okay. Uh I don't really know if you should be holding on to the Patriots the the Ravens defense this week. I know they've been all right the last three weeks, but don't see it against the Patriots. And what what about the Vikings? Would you if Mahomes plays, are you going to the waiver wire? Are you keeping the Vikings and rostering two DSTs?
2: Well, after Kansas City, they've got Dallas, so the next two weeks are not going to be easy for the Vikings defense. But then after that, they've got Denver, then a bye, and then they've got some tough matchups after that. But some they're good. At they're least good. some competent quarterbacks. They're they're pretty good. Their secondary has let offenses through. I mean, Marvin Jones had four touchdowns against them, and they they looked mostly fine against Washington, but that's Washington. So I think the schedule definitely doesn't do the Vikings any favors. I'm wondering if maybe this is the time to try and Pivot away from Minnesota because there are so many good quarterbacks in their future.
0: In fact, the, the next two teams they face are one and two in fantasy points allowed. Like that, they, they allow the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks to DSTs. But that's you know that's Kansas City mostly with Mahomes. Uh, all right, so kickers Joey Sly. Remember Justin Tucker might be available, but uh, Joey Sly, Jason Myers, and Brett Maher are pretty widely available and you can pick them up and i don't know if we have any idps i'm guessing we don't no oh, we do oh we do well tell me about we them do. after We've got a bunch. after i tell you about seek geek dave because seek geek cares about customers okay do you feel like some ticketing websites they just don't care about the customers they make it difficult it almost feels like they're doing it on purpose making it difficult to get to an event. Well, SeatGeek is different. They care about the customer experience. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews, and they are giving you 10 bucks off your first purchase when you use the promo code FFT. The promo code is FFT on SeatGeek. Now, you know I use SeatGeek all the time. You know I recommend SeatGeek all the time. I do find it to be the simplest, easiest, best way to get tickets to anything. I've used it for concerts. I've used it for theater. I've used it for sports all kinds of sports, all the time. And anytime I need to go to a game, that's the first place I'm looking and it's the last place I'm looking because they just have better deals on SeatGeek. And if you're a little nervous about shopping online for tickets, you shouldn't be. Every purchase on SeatGeek is fully guaranteed. You really need to use this app. Download the SeatGeek app and use our promo code FFT. You're going to get 10 bucks off your first purchase. Again, download the SeatGeek app. The promo code is FFT. That's $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase with the promo code FFT. Who are the IDPs, Dave? I've got a special teamer.
2: Well, his last name's Teamer. Roderick Teamer. (laughs) Defensive back for the Chargers. Has been playing well the last couple weeks. Available in 98% of leagues. You can go after him. Patrick Peterson has given you double-digit points in IDP. He's still available in over 90% of leagues. Wouldn't say that he would be a bad guy to add defensive linemen, There's actually four of them this week that I like Eric Armstead with the Niners, Olivier Vernon with the Browns, especially this week going up against Denver and Brandon Allen at quarterback. He could have some good numbers. Dante Fowler's on a buy, but I think he's got some good potential rest of season. And Jonathan Allen's been putting up good numbers for Washington. He's still out there in about 75% of CBS sports leagues. Linebacker, AJ Johnson should be on the list every week uh, out there in Copious amounts in IDP leagues. Rashawn Evans with the Titans has been good at linebacker. And Nate Gary has been putting up some interesting numbers for for Philadelphia as one of their linebackers and their tra- defenses. They try and turn things around there. So available in ninety five percent of leagues, Gary is.
0: All right. if you want if you're in shallower IDP leagues, Logan Ryan is fifty percent owned in CBS sports leagues. He's a defensive back for Tennessee. He's just having a great season in terms of yep. IDP points. Matt Ioannidis is only 13%. owned. He's a defensive lineman for Washington. He's a good player, and he is uh, available in a lot of leagues. All right, we're going to take a break here on Fantasy Football today, and when we come back, we'll take quick looks at Green Bay, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh, Miami. Uh, We've got some more injuries for you, but the rest of the show is basically who to add and who to drop. A lot. We I know you guys want to hear a lot about who to drop, so we'll talk about that. We're coming right back on FFT. Sunday night and Monday night. Green Bay 31, Kansas City 24. Fun game. And the Aaron Rodgers touchdown pass to Jamal Williams was so cool. Ridiculous. Oh boy. Um, What's interesting fantasy-wise from this game in your mind?
2: I, I love that the Packers offense has
0: continued to
2: evolve into being running back centric, but they're finding ways for Aaron Rodgers to still get numbers. Now, a lot of that has to do with some fluky plays like the touchdown to Williams and these long plays that Aaron Jones is coming up with, but these guys are good and they deserve these touches that they're getting. And Aaron Rodgers is still coming up with really good numbers in spite of the fact that he doesn't have to, he doesn't have a reliable number one receiver for the past couple of weeks. Do
0: you think Jamal Williams is going to be, a reliable fantasy option going forward. It seems a little fluky. He's got yeah. he's got seven or more fantasy points in non-PPR, nine or more in PPR in five straight games, not, not including when he got hurt against Philadelphia.
1: Re- reliable in terms of starting or reliable in terms of a flex?
0: Yeah, if, uh, even a flex.
1: I think you can say reliable in terms of a flex given what flex options typically are because if your team is loaded, you have great flex options. If your team is not loaded... Like, I, I would put him in the same category as I would Royce Freeman. You know, someone who you know is going to get work. He's not going to have a dramatic workload, but he's still going to be put in a situation to have a chance to help your fantasy team. So, is it going to be great every week? Probably not. But, you know, while there's a hot hand, you ride the hot hand on a great offense.
2: I wouldn't be ashamed if he was your number two running back. You'd prefer to be somebody else. So, he's good enough to be that, but definitely better as a flex.
0: Okay, Pittsburgh twenty seven and Miami fourteen. A Lot of injuries in this game. Uh all right, what's what's uh what's here? <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster had his best game. Would you be looking to sell? What would you if yes. so, what would you look to sell for with Juju?
1: I mean, if you could turn Juju into a struggling Le'Veon Bell, I'd do that in a heartbeat. You'd have to put something with
2: Juju in order
1: to make that happen. But it can be done.
0: Well, how about a wide receiver? That Would you rather have Juju Smith-Schuster or A.J. Green rest of the season?
2: A.J. Green. I'll take Smith-Schuster because I just don't know about A.J. Green and when he's going to come back, what team he's going to be on. Now, it stands to say, or I should say, that he could get traded and all of a sudden his value goes through the roof because he's on a contending team with a good quarterback. But for now, I'll still take Juju.
0: How about Juju or Stefan Diggs?
2: I'd go Uh, Diggs. Diggs.
0: All right. All right. All right.
2: Like I just I don't know how high to move up Smith Schuster in the trade chart because he had this great game against Miami.
0: Is he ahead of Cortland Sutton?
2: He is, but not by a ton.
0: Cool. Sorry to be brief on the games. I want to focus on who to add and who to drop this week. So here we go. Let's talk about quarterbacks and Minshew. So the priorities were Minshew, Derek Carr, Sam Darnold for this week. Cam Newton to stash. He's 44% owned. If you still need help, Ryan Tannehill's at Carolina, and Carolina's a tough matchup. Only Gardner Minshew has actually scored more than 20 fantasy points against Carolina.
1: If you look at Tannehill, he's not a bad quarterback. If you like your scenario, his playoff matchups or leading up to the playoffs are not bad. He gets Oakland in Week 14. Houston in week 15. And then if you play into week 17, he gets the Texans again.
0: Yeah. And New Orleans in week 16 at home. I don't know if that's so bad.
1: Uh, uh, right. But I think just in terms of like two great matchups, if he's still playing like this, you know, he doesn't, you know, fall all over himself in some of these tougher games coming up, then that stretch of games, you know, especially two quarterback super flex leagues, he could be great. Now, he's probably owned in those formats already, but still.
0: One more thing on Tannehill. Maybe you're not using him here in week nine against Carolina, at Carolina. Week 10, though, we got, I think, six teams on by, right? Yep. Kansas City at home for Ryan Tannehill. So, could be worth using there. Now, who are we dropping for these guys? What about Jimmy Garoppolo? He's 78% owned and he's at Arizona. Would you drop him for Minshew, Carr, Darnold this week?
1: Easily. Yes. I, I think the one thing about, we'll find out about Garoppolo as a fantasy quarterback in two of the next three games because he does get the Cardinals in those two matchups. And if they open up the passing game now that they have Sanders, that'd be great. But I think if you're just looking at it logically, I don't know if they change very much how they're playing because they're playing great. I don't know if Arizona's offense is going to put up a big number, so they're chasing points. And so Garoppolo only one game over 20 fantasy points for the season. He's just not a good fantasy quarterback. He's a great NFL quarterback right now in how he's playing and managing the game and not turn the ball over, and they're undefeated for a reason, but he's just not a good fantasy quarterback.
2: And I feel like we'd be saying these things even if he did have that touchdown to Kittle
0: last he week. He doesn't throw enough. That's, that's the yeah. bottom line. He just doesn't throw enough. What mm-hmm. about Daniel Jones this week against Dallas? Any interest? No. Okay. We've got Baker Mayfield, 64% owned. Any interest in picking him up?
1: See, this is an interesting one because if they trade Chris Harris, then the answer is yes.
0: Because you got Denver this week. Yep. But he is also he has been a just awful fantasy quarterback all year. I he's mean, been
2: terrible. And then after this week, he's got Buffalo and Pittsburgh, so you can't use him as a bye week replacement. Week twelve, Miami at home,
0: right? So, and then week thirteen, Pittsburgh again. Pittsburgh's defense pretty good now. I don't know. Like, would you would you have any hesitation to cut loose Baker Mayfield to pick up Minshew or Carr?
1: No, oh, I mean, none. Baker Baker was a guy that we've been saying to drop for weeks now. It's Just a matter of I think his situation changes for week nine if Chris Harris is off. Denver's roster.
0: How do you feel about Matt Moore against Minnesota and Mitchell Trubisky at Philadelphia?
1: I wouldn't want to start either one. I would take Moore ahead of Trubisky.
0: And then here's Agreed. an interesting drop. But, but you also have
1: to deal with the scenario for more of Mahomes' playing. So that's why I didn't even mention him.
0: Would you drop uh, Kyler Murray? How nervous would you be to drop Kyler Murray?
1: I would drop him if I needed just to make one roster move of quarterback for quarterback. So... He gets San Francisco twice in the next three weeks, then a bye. The matchup against Tampa Bay is clearly the one you'd like to have him for next week in week 10. Mm -hmm. So that's the decision you have to make if you do want to drop him. But if it's just, I need, I love my roster, and quarterback is the only spot that I don't love for this week, then I'm dropping Kyler Murray, especially 10 team leagues. You know, that's an easier one to deal with. But, you know, if you only have a, a, a four or five bench league, then. He's probably going to get cut in some leagues. Keep him if you've got Deshaun Watson
2: as your starter, if you've got Brady as your starter, if you are still starting Wentz, if you're streaming Minshew,
1: because you'll want him against Tampa Bay.
0: How droppable are Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz?
1: I like Wentz this week, so I wouldn't drop him. I'd start him. I wouldn't drop Cousins either. Yeah. is okay. as a, as a borderline starter also.
0: Are you starting Minshew over Cousins and Wentz this week?
1: Minshew's a top four quarterback yeah. this week. So you have to.
0: Wow. Okay. All right, running backs, running backs. Let's see what we got here. Let's let's look at the check to see if they're available list. These are guys that are owned in 72% of leagues or more. Uh Jamal Williams, Kenyon Drake, Tariq Cohen, Kareem Hunt and Adrian Peterson. Jamal Williams, Kenyon Drake, Tariq Cohen, Kareem Hunt and Adrian Peterson. So, what's your take on that group, Jamie?
1: I mean, obviously, the the name that probably stands out is Cohen because the other guys have been either productive or getting work. The one thing which I saw last week, which is why I said play Devin Singletary, it's the same thing. The Eagles really struggle with pass-catching running backs, and I do think they're going to be chasing points in terms of the Bears this week, so I don't like David Montgomery. Uh, Mark my words, David Montgomery will not play well this week. Um, (laughs) uh, I I think this is a game where Tariq Cohen sort of factors in some easy throws for for Trubisky. Um, So I think... And Heath brought this up that Cohen's numbers when they're chasing points are better. Makes sense. Um, and I think, again, you know, playing on the road, the way this offense looks right now for Chicago, uh, I think Cohen could be a borderline, I don't want to say starter, but at least, you know, back in the flex conversation against the Eagles defense.
0: Four running backs have had six or more catches against the Eagles. Six running backs have had 30 or more receiving yards. And one caught a touchdown. That was last week. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add there. And then, like, Damian Williams, I mentioned it again, but. Who's a better guy to own, Damian Williams or Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams, Jamal. Damian Williams or Kareem Hunt?
1: Depends what you need. I mean, obviously you need somebody to play for the next two weeks. It's it's clearly Damian. I just think that you know Kareem Hunt should something happen to Nick Chubb in the next couple weeks, or we don't know what his role is going to be. It could they could be getting the same amount of touches.
0: Kareem Hunt is eligible to come back in week eleven or ten. Week ten. Okay, so he's out this week at Denver, and then he's eligible to come back, beginning with Buffalo. Yeah, in 10.
1: you could stash
2: him just to see what happens when he does come back.
0: To the priorities that are owned in less than 65% of leagues, Jalen Samuels, Mark Walton. How much fab on Mark Walton?
1: Not much. I said
0: 10%. I'm sorry, I forgot about that.
1: Uh, Raheem, no, no, I, I said I'm, I wrote it. Oh, you wrote it, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Uh, Raheem up. Mostert. But be cautious with him because Brita might play.
1: Yeah, I dropped Mostert down in the priority list behind Geis, Madison, and Carson. Just, uh, you know, if we find out Brita's out, then I think that makes Mostert clearly attractive. But, you know, given the circumstances, like if if you need somebody this week, I think he's behind um, Samuels and Walton. But I would start him over Madison and Carson if Brita's out, even as the second guy.
0: Trey Carson is who Jamie's talking about. He had 12 carries against the Giants. I Actually, I said earlier that Ty Johnson had more carries than Trey Carson. Was I wrong about that? Yeah, sorry about that. I
2: think Ty played more than Trey. Okay,
1: but Trey had more carries. Neither of them did anything noteworthy.
0: Would you drop Ty Johnson for Trey Carson?
1: You know, it's funny because I, I I sort of struggle with that because I I think like uh, Pete said, don't be surprised if they go back to Ty Johnson after Trey Carson struggled. So I I want to give it one more week. I don't, I don't think people should necessarily drop him. Now if you're looking at it in a 10 team league and there's Adrian Peterson, Jamal Williams, you know those type of guys, you'll drop him. If there's Jalen Samuels, you'll drop him. If there's Well, Mark hold on. Walton, let me Bubba, let me
0: let me push back on Peterson though. Because you have to decide, do you want to start him against Buffalo and then he's out of bye and then he then guys comes back.
2: It uh, do you need a running back I mean, who you, can you start can, for you this week? You can run on
0: Buffalo. It does seem like you can run on Buffalo, but I, okay, fine. So that's the question. Do you trust, do you trust uh, Ty Johnson? They have Oakland, right? They have Oakland.
1: I trust Adrian Peterson. Peterson. And I'm shocked that I'm saying this leaps and bounds over Ty Johnson. (laughs) I would too.
0: (laughs) He's not leaping over anyone. Uh, Would you drop Ty Johnson? You you would drop him for Jalen Samuels and Mark Walton, right? I I don't know if I would do it
1: for Walton. Oh, really? I would drop Ty Johnson for Walton, absolutely.
0: I don't think you should do it for Mostert, though.
1: Nope.
0: Okay. And uh, we all, we also have Rex Burkhead. Did not get a lot of work, unfortunately. Only four touches. Rashad Penny, same theory as Madison. I mean, you could put really a lot of backup running backs on this list, like Tony Pollard, you could add. Uh, Kalen Balaj, 8% owned, only four touches. Bleh.
1: He didn't even play 20% of the snaps. You're hoping for a touchdown or a Mark Walton injury at that point with him.
0: And how droppable is Chase Edmonds? Very droppable. Yeah, value we, I, Do
1: we know the severity of the injury? Is it going to cost him multiple games? That's according Seems to so. the NFL Network. It says it's going to be out multiple weeks. The fact that they added Drake, you know, I don't know what his workload is going to be. I mean, what are you holding on to at this point? Yeah. You know, he could be yeah. the third running back there.
0: That's a, Yeah, I think that's a guy to drop for sure. Damian Williams, Jamie says drop. I'd I like to wait one more week and see what happens after that McCoy fumble, but I understand. Yeah, I,
1: and, and you know the, the reason that it's not must drop, it's candidates.
0: Mm-hmm. Ronald Jones. Yeah, I got, I got no. Like, I'd rather Peyton Barber at this point than Ronald Jones. Barber's getting the the goal line work or the the green zone work more so than Jones. It's so stupid. It's they're they're just, just turn so it over many to teams Jones. Where I just
2: don't want to deal with their backfield. Agreed. Dolphins are one of them.
1: Bucks are one of them. The Lions have become one right, of them. But a lot of people are stuck, and we have a lot of buys coming up. You know, so
0: I'm more interested in the Dolphins, Dave, uh, because because is not nearly as involved as. Peyton Barber is, you know, like mm-hmm. they, they seem to be willing to give Mark Walton work. I don't he's know.
1: had, he's had at least 14 total touches each of the last two weeks. And that's essentially playing the starters role. So, you know, last night's game, six targets, it's just, they've had two touchdowns out of their running backs all season. And it was Caden Bellage on short yardage scenarios, yeah. you know, so he's not going to find the end zone very much. And I think the, the best case you're hoping for is what he did three games ago which I think was against Washington when he had 12 PPR points. Like that's his ceiling I think most weeks.
0: Well, they I think they only had one trip inside the 10-yard line on first down. It was a direct snap to Kalen Balage. On yep. second down, Walton was, Walton in, was in. They called timeout. He stayed in and then they threw a touchdown pass. Okay, uh wide any other running backs we want to talk about dropping here? We just go through the list. People say they want it's more a drops. It's tough list to
1: drop. I, I really struggled with all, all the positions to drop guys this week.
0: Would you drop, um, Miles Sanders? No way. Yeah, no. I'm just throwing out like he could be one of the worst guys on your team. Uh, Duke Johnson.
1: You know what I? When I saw the the big run yesterday or Sunday, what I thought of, which it's not going to happen, but it reminded me of last year when Nick Chubb had the big game against the Raiders, and then they, uh, I think it was either the week after, either that week or the week after, they traded Carlos Hyde. Like yeah. it, it was almost like, oh, this guy's good.
0: I know. Turn him, turn him loose for sure. Turn him loose, right? Would you drop? I'm pretty much done with this exercise. All right, let's go to the wide receivers. <laughs> it's
1: tough. It's tough to find guys that are owned in enough leagues to say drop.
0: I think Duke Johnson is is pretty droppable.
1: Uh, yeah, but you know, again, it, it's like he feels very much like Damian Williams, where you don't know what the workload is going to be. Just scored a touchdown. You know, you know his role in the passing game. Should something happen to Carlos Hyde, he could be good.
0: Right, but if you're if you're thinking, do I drop him for Jalen Samuels, I, I think it's a no-brainer.
1: I agree. Yeah, sure. All
0: right, wide receivers. Thanks for being patient, everybody. I think we're probably going a little long today. Uh, all right, so we've talked a lot about these guys, but Robbie Anderson, we'll see what happens with him. There, there are players like Tyrell Williams and DK Metcalf. Metcalf has Tampa Bay this week. Marquise Brown, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, Corey Davis, they are they're owned in a lot of leagues. Who is a must own? Tyrell Williams is a must own, right? Yeah. Is DK Metcalf? Yeah. Is Robbie Anderson?
1: Depends on where he is, but yes.
0: Is Marquise Brown? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Christian Kirk in PPR, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, would you take Kirk or Crowder? Kirk.
1: Um, I would take Crowder.
0: Okay. Uh, Corey Davis, you sticking with him?
1: I'd stick with him for another week. You don't
2: have to start him.
0: Mike Williams is annoying. <laughs> yeah. Still no yeah. touchdowns.
2: They, they try and get him going deep. They try and target him a bunch. He's got air yards like crazy, and he's just not scoring. Safer in PPR than non-PPR.
0: Well, would you be willing to drop Mike Williams for someone that you really wanted this week?
2: Yeah, for somebody I really wanted. If I needed Jalen Samuels, I need a running back off the waiver wire. If I need a tight end to stream, I would do that. Okay. But he'll be good as a bye week replacement receiver. So double check your receivers bye weeks over the next three.
0: Mike Williams, you might
2: need Williams for week 9, 10, or 11.
0: Yeah, well, week 9 and 10. Week 11 is not a bye, but not, oh, no, week 12 is not a no, bye. No, he's not. Ten, yeah. 10 is Kansas City at home. Uh, no, 10 is Oakland on the road, and 11 is Kansas City at home. There you go. Those are good matchups. All right, moving on, moving on. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. You okay dropping them?
2: Yes. Preferably in smaller leagues. Okay. I mean, MVS is just doing nothing. He's, he's, you're hoping for one big play. You're almost hoping it for both of those guys.
0: That guy, man. I know Darst lost because he needed he needed one more catch from MVS, and he got one catch for four yards, and that's very funny. And Darson laughing at you. Priority list uh, owned in less than 65% of leagues. Crowder, Dorsett, Deontay Johnson, Chris Conley. Don't discount Chris Conley. He had four catches for 103 yards and one touchdown on seven targets against the Jets, and now he's facing the Texans. They allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers, and it's contingent on D.D. Westbrook being out. Uh, Danny Amendola. I will say that Danny Amendola, to me, he feels a little bit like Mohamed Sanu, who two years in a row basically has like a good, really good three-game stretch, and then you pick him up, and then he stinks. And Amendola's had three games with 95 or more yards, and three games with a combined five catches for 43 yards. Maybe he's now
1: put- two games where their running situation has been a mess. Right. Running situation has been bad all year. Well, in terms of the the running back being out or hurt. I understand. The main running back.
0: He's got a great matchup at Oakland. Uh, who would you rather own, Marvin Jones or Danny Amendola?
1: Jones, Jones. But
2: Amendola warrants adding in PPR leagues.
0: You dropping Marvin Jones for any of these guys, for Crowder, Dorsett? No. I don't think so.
2: Maybe a non-PPR for someone like Deontay Johnson.
0: Where are you on Josh Gordon right now? Is he an add or a drop or a hold or what? Drop. Okay. Drop Auden and Tate going into the bye. Would you drop Tyler Boyd? No. 10-team,
2: non-PPR. You absolutely positively need somebody else off the waiver wire, and he's your worst bench player, yes.
0: Are you dropping Kenny Stills for any of these guys? You could. Yep. Would you drop Kenny Stills for, let's say, Devontae Parker?
2: I think I might hang on to Stills over Parker.
1: Yeah, I don't want to just... Uh, discard, discard Stills after one bad game as long as Fuller's still up.
0: There are more wide receivers. Preston Williams, Taylor Gabriel at Philadelphia. They stink against wide receivers. Josh Reynolds had a nice game with Brandon Cooks out, but he's going into a bye. And then I actually think Anthony Miller's been pretty interesting. He's had nine, seven, and three targets in his last three games. He's also at Philadelphia. I mean, it's hard to really buy into a bear, but Miller's been... Kind of okay. They're
1: they're both they're both kind of similar. Gabriel and and Miller. Gabriel just had se- uh, seven targets. Six.
0: I had him for six. But yeah, six or seven. Uh, do you care about Alex Erickson at all?
1: Not going into the bye week with AJ Green coming back. No.
0: Now,
2: if AJ Green's traded, then you can pick him up after their bye week.
0: Demarius Thomas. If Robbie Anderson gets moved. Yep. Yeah. Russell Gage going into a bye, but filling that Muhammad Sanu role and having seven catches for fifty eight yards.
1: Not in their bye week, no.
0: Yeah, uh Zach Pascal, Pascal, just needs Preset to throw, and then he's been good. But I understand getting away from him. Alan Lazard, any interest in Alan Lazard? No. Not particularly, especially with uh our guy
2: Devontae Adams coming back soon.
0: And Nicole Hardman. Now, right? He just no. he's a big play guy, but it's tough to break right. on that. Uh we have Sterling Shepard and Will Fuller as possible drops.
2: I, I guess to like to avoid it.
0: I'd like to avoid it if I could.
2: Right. You want to hang on to those guys.
0: Tight ends. Okay, keep an eye on Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham leads the team in red zone and green zone targets. I think most of his targets there came with Devontae Adams getting hurt. There were he had four in the Eagles game alone. I'm not quite sure if it was all before or after the Adams I believe injury.
2: minimum two of them were after he got hurt. It might be three. Okay. It might be four.
0: So I'd, he, I'd he have could to my notes. really out. dependent on Devontae Adams, Jimmy Graham. uh, Greg Olson's 82% owned. He's got his juicy matchup, but he's been terrible lately. In the last juicy matchup, he had four catches for 52 yards on seven targets at Tampa Bay. But Olson's not terrible. Gerald Everett going into a bye. You got to hang on to Gerald Everett, right? Oh, for sure. How do you feel about Eric Ebron? Good matchup at Pittsburgh.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's okay.
0: Okay, so would you rather have Darren Fells, who's the number one priority for Jamie, in the you know guys that are widely available, or Greg Olson?
2: I think I, if you're starting Olson, you might as well stream. And if I'm streaming, I'd rather have Fells.
0: Okay. Would you rather have Jason Witten or Greg Olson?
2: Witten. Witten. You're would streaming. You,
0: would you rather just to set this straight, Greg Olson or Jimmy Graham?
1: I have Graham one spot higher this I week. I take Olson this week. All
0: right. Ryan Griffin caught two touchdowns. He's had three in his last three games. That's Jets tight end, which just makes Chris Herndon even more attractive uh, if he can come back. And his schedule's great.
2: Or will the will Griffin take away from Herndon? They could play them both, and will both tight ends take away from Jamison Crowder? <sighs> That's That's one of the reasons why I'm not as high on Crowder as Jamie is. Because now there's four possible short area targets for Darnold if they keep using Griffin and they add Herndon in.
0: All right, Johnu Smith, not a great man. Well, it might be. Like I said, Carolina's been struggling lately, and then he's got Kansas City at home. So Johnu Smith had a big game. He had six catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. So if Delaney Walker's out, does Johnu Smith move to the front of the line? For not, me,
1: he does. It, it just depends on what you are looking for. If you're looking for just a one week starter, I would still take Witten over him. If you're looking for someone long term, I don't know what the appeal is because at some point Walker's going to come back. Now, if Walker's not coming back, then that changes everything. Then I think he's ahead of Darren Fells.
2: Hmm. I currently have Smith one spot ahead of Fells in the Week Nine rankings. I would I would take him first among all these tight ends. Yeah, and and I, for this week. And I
1: certainly understand. Again, I, I just think that I have I like Witten better for his matchup against the Giants and his track record against the Giants. But Smith is better than Fells in terms of a one week play if Walker is out.
0: Witten's caught a touchdown three straight games against the Giants. And Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, Cameron Brait, these are options here. Seattle's really bad against tight ends and Cameron Braight is facing them, but he just you know, he just doesn't doesn't really get it done. But Seattle, not only are they bad against tight ends, if Mark Andrews didn't drop a touchdown, they'd be even worse against tight ends. And then after that, for Braid, it's Arizona. O.J. Howard might be back. Maybe you want to pick up O.J. Howard. Maybe he gets traded. That'd well, be that's wonderful. why I
1: have Howard there, just in case he gets traded. Hopefully he gets traded. It'd be nice to see a change of scenery for him.
0: All right, that's going to do it for the show. Unless there are any tight ends we need to talk about as drops. Hmm. Tight end drops. Uh, I got a drop for you. Uh, bye, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's Brate, it. Braid might be a TJ drop. Hawkinson? Yeah, I, I I think
2: Hawkinson is in the exact same conversation as Olsen. He's a streamer at this point. You're hoping he scores. He's just not getting enough targets to warrant starting otherwise. So He's got, you got a good matchup,
0: him. though. He's got a real good matchup. Jared it's Cook, great. Vance McDonald. Can McDonald's. he score on
2: the Raiders? That's why you might hang on to
0: him. Well, do you have who Smith or or Hawkinson this I week? I have
2: Smith and Fells and Witten ahead of Hawkinson.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, And that's, uh, that's that. Defenses, Cowboys... Eagles, Bears, Titans, Seahawks, and Jets, I guess. Pick up Justin Tucker, everybody. Thanks for Adam listening. And
2: everybody, we do have a live waiver show tonight, Thursday or Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports HQ. So if there are any changes to these lists, we will talk about them then. You can stream CBS Sports HQ on anything that gets Wi Fi. Go to cbsportshq.com.
0: Yeah. And we might talk to you later today with a bonus pod for the trade deadline. If not, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm Adam Azer with uh, GBI's. Uh, uh,
2: <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.